This show is furnished by The Cochrane Firm. so much that we're back welcome to kbc talk radio 790 am you are listening to a nation divided it's that time we are coming to you live from culver city i am brian thomas dunn sitting a socially relevant distance away from my best friend in the very universe far. it's very mr. very far james, i didn't like you that much anyway i don't know my best friend in the universe, Mr. James Oates, how are you feeling today, my I brother? I feel like I have, I feel common sense, because we're the common sense headquarters. Well, it's interesting that KBC you say that, night. because we are now known as the common sense yes. election headquarters. That's right. common sense election headquarters. KBC. KBC 790. Where it all started, folks. That's where it all started. Yeah, you know, we love being corporate guys. Are we supposed to make fun of those guys? Are we supposed to? I think we're going to get in trouble for doing that. We've been in so much trouble already. <laughs> I don't know if one other thing would even make a difference at this point. Folks, we love you all. We're going to actually try to really get into your hearts and minds uh, for the next uh, time that we have to spend together. Uh, we're going to be obviously talking about elections. We're going to be talking about polls. But we're going to be kind of splitting our time between the national situation and the local situation. You may not realize it. Because we have been focused so much on what's happening in Washington. Right. That there are some major things going on in California, proposition-wise, initiative-wise, that you may not have even heard about. Surely can't be as important as the laptop, the laptop from hell, or the uh, COVID thing uh, going I don't know. on. And it can't be that important. It, it's not as no. important as Kim Kardashian. No, oh, yeah, of course, definitely Absolutely not as not. important as Kim Kardashian, no. You know, just modifying the uh, Constitution of the state of California, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, no. just little things. Who cares about that anyway? So, you know, we always think about what is going to really change your life, folks. What is going to uh, actually happen in November that will change your routine, things that will change your life. And the more and more we really, really think about it, who wins as president, aside from cheering value, aside from the sporting thing that wants to go high, hooray for my side, we won. Aside from that, you you can't point to very many things. Some people can, I believe, but most most of us can't vote to many things that are going to be changed by whoever... Right. wins the election right, right. in the stuff, White House. Stuff like the economy getting better, even though the president is working on the budget that was passed by the last guy for the first couple of years. Well, no one really cares about facts like that. No, of course not. That little pesky meddling kid called the truth. Yeah, Who cares? Right. Yeah. But we also think about the local elections really are actually going to have more of an impact on your daily lives. You may not realize it, but the concept of affirmative action as we know it is on the chopping block. Yes, uh, the issues of criminal justice uh, are on the actually, chopping not, block. You not know, really sentencing. on the chopping. Affirmative action on the chopping block. Well, what block. I mean it's is it's, a, it's put, up for decision. Yeah, it's up you know? for decision, yeah. Could when be, I say chopping block, block, I mean it's probably incorrect, but it it's one of those things that is up for discussion. I think you can say the property tax thing's up on the chopping block. Felons voting. Chop it off. Um, Chop. The property tax Chop thing, block. which... And when, when you guys get Jim started on the property tax yeah, thing, don't get me started on that. just stand Jar- the far away thing. from your radio because he's going to let you have it. <laughs> he's very, very passionate about that. And I love that. But we also have all kinds of what other things. What about voting when you're 17? Come on, that's a big deal. 
I don't ah, think it come is. Come on. Voting when you're Dude. 17? Yeah, well, you're going to turn 18 It's such that a year. big deal. We need to amend the Constitution of the state of California for it. Yep. Or but so, is it or really? Or something you believe. So that these are all of the local things. We're going to go through every pro- proposition, folks. We're going to talk about the nationals, the situation nationally and the situation locally. But one of the things that we also have to talk about, you know, we've talked about COVID so much. We've talked about the coronavirus. Yes. It is taking it's on taking an entire off, new life. Man. It's taken off. It's, it's like we almost fell asleep on it, and it's counterpunching with furious What I think is completely stupid. Ferocity. This, this is what's completely insane. You had people in Europe. You had Canada saying, hey, guys, over in the U.S., I know you think it's getting better. It's starting to get worse here, and we did way better about stomping it down than you guys did. Yep. And they were, like, waving the flag saying, hey, guys, pay attention to us. It's getting worse. And we kept going along, oh, it's getting better. You kind of wonder if the average American cares one way or another how we're viewed uh, abroad or if we even have a consciousness that extends to the opinions that other countries have of us. But if you're worried about what people think, which is a sure sign to have a horrible life, we're really not doing too well in no, the not well you know in the homecoming yeah. voting for the nationwide are, we're just not very around. popular no, no, no. you can't even go a lot of places being cannot, American now. cannot go to anywhere in Europe there's like one country in Europe that'll let us in Croatia otherwise you have to have like there's all these rules you have to have family there have to have taken a COVID test there's a bunch of rules to go otherwise you can't go can't go to France can't go to Germany and I guess there's people that would say so what well, but, if you plan on going or if you don't like, but if you have the type of mind where I do care about what other nations think right. about us, yeah. I do believe that we're part of a global community. I do believe that the issues that affect us affect other countries and vice versa. I, I don't mean, believe used, we're an island. I don't think we're separate. I've it, never have agreed with the what, conceptualization of America to, first. Go ahead. It yeah. used to always be that like when something bad happened, but it would be an exception for Americans. Like, it's the U.S. Right. Or the United States of America. Right. You know, everyone else, country says, oh, no one else can come. Oh, but not, if you're, oh, come right in, sir. You're from the United States. I mean, anywhere in the world you went before, it was like that, right? Anytime there was other, like, pandemics and stuff, because that's happened in the past. But now, U.S., we're locked out, man. We're it's locked countries out. like New Zealand, Japan, they can travel back and forth all they want. Well, not there's us. also a pe- pejorative, like, association yes. with, with being American sure. now, which which I, I don't like. I mean, I, I was uh, I had a British friend in from this was 20 years ago, but somehow the wrestling the World Wrestling Federation came on. I know you. Watch and he it. was watching I know it. You watch it. No, and the British guy said, "You guys are idiots," you know, <laughs> just yeah, because right. it's, it's really? so obviously yeah, yeah. a very American thing that we love that would just not go over well in some other countries, perhaps. But, but now, but, come on, I mean, we can say this is what we can say for real: the United States is we're different. We're a different nation. We have a different set of rules. Amen. I don't want us to be like China where we're so locked down. Yeah, okay, fine. They got over COVID. But guess what? They got a communist party regime running them. Damn, good I don't point. like that. Good so point. I get that's On the one hand, sure, probably we're going to have some problems with COVID that some nations won't have because of their system. But it's different when they're telling us that it's getting worse and we say, nah, we disagree. We're not really worried about it. Well, we're going to be throwing a lot of numbers at you folks. And Jim just alluded to something that's really huge. And this is the number that really knocked my socks off. I mean, yeah. I used to be really into statistics when I was in college. But this is a number that you can't really quarrel with. You and you have to just it. listen to this and <laughs> yeah. just stop because this is pretty serious what I'm getting ready to drop no on getting you. getting around it. And you can't get around it. The United States makes up 4% of the world's population. 350 Count them, million four. people. 
One, two, three, four. In a world of 7.6 to 7.7 billion. Only 4%. Only 4%. Yet we have 20% of the accounted for deaths from COVID in America. Now you can it's make almost our, exactly 20%. You can, there, I'm sure there's plenty of people listening right now saying, well, that's not really true because most of those people didn't just die from COVID and they would have died from something else. Okay, fine, whatever. But the point is, is that we still have a lot and we're the United States of America. Right. We have more money than everyone. Less. We it's, have a better military than everyone. Yeah, right. We're better than everybody. We have all of the toys that everyone, but every country seems to have been doing something that we have not right. been doing. Yeah. And Every why? country. And not just the argument like, oh, well, it's Italy, so there's like a lot of old people there. Okay, fine. Well, what about Germany? What about New Zealand? What about Japan? What about Sweden? I mean, right. just go down the list, right? And then, frankly, even Canada. Canada had been doing very well, and that's what's really scary. Canada had done a really good job with this thing, right? Or so they thought. Going through the roof there, and it's been going through the roof for weeks. And, and it's actually, funny. COVID is sitting back going, yeah, you guys, just take your time. Yeah, I'm you, just going to chill for yeah, a minute. Yeah, chill out. Yeah, I'm playing the long happening. game. The winter's coming up. It's going to get cold. Everybody's going to go to bar. Everyone's going to be inside. <laughs> and I'm going to spread again. There's nothing to do about it, right? It's crazy. So, folks, we really are are kind of concerned. I mean, obviously, this is an incredibly horrible thing for the country. I mean, we are joking about it, but... I have one case that I can point to where someone incredibly close to me lost someone incredibly close to him, and it was devastating to me because I saw what he went through. Right. And the idea that this really is killing people yep, it does. is something that is kind of lost on a lot of us. So we're going to be talking about this but one of the things that I want you all to think about is we're going to be going into polling in the elections as we move into the next segment real soon. Do you think that COVID is one of the things that people are thinking about when they're going to the polls? Is it a sticking point? And if it's not, what are the sticking points? We have national situation and we have a local situation. Right. Is COVID a dead issue now, or is it something that people are really still thinking about? And is this a political football now that is being used because it's always been politicized? But Biden gave just, like a freaking hour. He gave like a really long thing. To just one, the day after just the one point, one little point on the election thing. Everyone thought COVID was going to totally shut down the election. And we'll talk about that when the next segment. It looks like it's the exact opposite. Bring it. Jim. How many Americans does it take to change a light bulb? And how many have voted so far? Well, a lot. A lot. Quite a bit. We love you all. We'll be right back. So much pain in it. Who are you? Are you Peter Gabriel oh, Genesis or a, a Phil, oh, Phil Collins gosh. Genesis? Who are you? Brian? I don't know. You like Genesis. I know you do. I love Peter Gabriel. I love them all. Yeah, but this song, like I was Peter going Gabriel, through a rough breakup when this song uh, came out, and I just, the chords and everything, I was just right to my soul. Like, he, goes to his house, he goes to his girl's house. Yeah, yeah. And yep, there's, yep, there's, yep, there's, the she's not yep, alone. Yep, oh, not, yeah. Boom, the burn. Oh. That is a burn, brother. Oh, everyone knows what that feels but like. I am so happy God made us break up because she was horrible. 
But you, you look back and you wonder, all of these breakups were really a good thing. All right, oh folks, gosh, anyway, we're getting, we're getting far afield. That's going far. Folks, so we're really, we've got something really tasty. We're going we're gonna to be thinking about these things. Jim and I have actually researched Believe these ballot measures. We have looked we've in and out. actually read this. <laughs> Yeah, Jim put the bong pipe down for five minutes <laughs> to get it to get into these statutes. But this is folks what we're going to do. Things. What do they say? These initiatives are fantastic. I mean, and, and folks, if you if you really want to know if if you're not happy with the way that things are happening in your state, if the legislature is moving a little too sluggishly well, at for least you, in California, and if you have about five million dollars, that's right. <laughs> You yes. can actually you make can your own law. Done, you got some money. Yeah, Those annoying sure. folks that that uh, yeah. basically block you, block you after you leave the supermarket. Yeah, right. Now you think that they're just annoying, but they are incredibly effective. If you get enough signatures on a ballot, absolutely, can uh, get you can it. actually can propose a new law and people will vote on it. And what's even better is the simpler, the the better, right? Yeah, right. The, the more myopic the thing that you put down, yeah, the easier it is to get it approved. Sure, costs about three million dollars yep. to get those signatures. And then you got to have about another two million to advertise it. Oh yeah, but that's only five folks. We're going to really talk about these things. There's a whole lot more money than that being spent. So when we go through the ballot measures, I mean, we have first of all, quite we, have a to, few. we have to talk about the numbering of, of ballot measures. People probably don't even know how that works. I mean, you, you like every few years you hear it's the same Prop 14, Prop 16, Prop. I don't 18. even know how it works. Yeah, right. Well, every ten years they reset the numbers, right? It goes from prop zero, prop one to prop two hundred, really? zero, zero two hundred, and then every ten years they reset it. That's why things can repeat themselves. So, like prop thirteen, the really famous property tax thing, you know, I'm big yeah. about. Prop thirteen can happen again. Well, prop two hundred nine, which was the major, just the the death knell to affirmative action, is now down to a two syllable number. Which yes. one is it? Which which is the affirmative uh, see, the action prop one? Prop 21 was prop, uh, is it prop 21? No, 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 uh, it's not 21. No, it's prop 16. Prop 16 is the 209. Uh, there you go. Repeal. 209. It would be the repeal. 209 and 16. Which is one type of proposition, by the way, we can bring forward in the state of California. There's others that can be brought forward. They're not, they're not all the same. Propositions aren't just all propositions. Right. There's initiatives. There's referendums. There's mandatory referendums. And, and we can get bogged down in all of those definitions. And you know I love to get bogged down in those definitions. Absolutely. That is your thing. You are the bog man. But still, folks, <laughs> we were talking about national issues. Francine was so uh, gracious as to call in yeah. and chime in. I wanted to, to before we left the COVID conversation, uh, hear from you, Francine. Yeah. Talk to us. I have Francine. heard of many cases where people were not allowed to release a body of a family member from a hospital unless they allowed them to say the heart attack victim died of COVID because the hospital gets umpteen thousands of dollars per case. Oh, very wow. good point, Francine. Money. Our money. are skewed. Well, Francine, skewed. do you think that that's just in America or is that worldwide? Well, I don't know whether it's what it's like in other countries, but you know we're not going to get the truth out of China. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well the statistics are managed in India and other countries, but I know ours are skewed. Well, do you, do you think that they're so, so skewed that the numbers that I referenced earlier, which is 20% of the cases versus 4% of the population, do you think that they're so skewed that that, that, that number is is way larger than it has to be? What if it's just a little, like what if it's 18% instead of 20%? Do you think, think that we still are leading the, the world in terms of the percentage of people uh, who have lost their lives for COVID, from COVID? I just think it's really skewed. Yeah. Well, Francine, thank you so it, much for calling. Money off of, and the other thing is COVID cases are going to increase once everybody starts hitting all the Halloween candy. 
Oh. wipe out the immune system. And COVID from peak. candy. That's right. COVID and from candy. it's going to peak right about the time of the election. And they're going to be sneezing on each other. We're going to be longing for the old days when they just used to put razor blades in candy. <laughs> <laughs> now they're yeah. laced with COVID. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for calling, Francine. We're still eating a lot of candy. Yeah, that's right. That's immune. all right. Yeah. We really appreciate you. And, you know, we're so skewed right now. We're so jaded as a country that whatever news is, is given to us, no matter how obvious it is, there are people who will say it's fake. I'm still back on the candy thing. I'm thinking if they took away, like, Snickers and M&M's, basically, no kids would go out and go after candy. Are you kidding? Tell about the Reese's, fool. Oh, man. Reese's. Oh, I, I miss Reese's. You That's can't omit yeah, Reese's. Reese's. That yeah. orange little wrapper yeah. was... But if it was the all key that, to my happy childhood. But if it was all that little generic candy and the little like the green stuff and the orange stuff, little like popsicle stuff, man. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother. That's true. Would you Tootsie bother? rolls would last for weeks in your bother. bag. Tootsie yeah. rolls, nobody. They would be hard. They would be turning right. into rock. Yeah, right. You know, it's like freaking Christmas, and you Even still have Tootsie Rolls left they from give Halloween. Sweet to be like, forget that, throw that away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Three Musketeers! Did yeah. anyone ever eat a Three Musketeers bar first? Uh, I probably well, you get to it. It's not it's not top tier, but it's definitely in there, man. Right. It's in the rotation. So you know, the first string candy was always gone the day after Halloween or the second day. You're dealing with like licorice and those other things. <laughs> licorice, yeah, right. <laughs> throw that stuff out too. Forget it. So, folks, uh, we, you know, we're, we were kind of thinking about this, and when we're looking at the ballot initiatives locally, I actually got into this when I, in 2006, I really was aggressively trying to get the three strikes oh, law yeah. changed. I That's worked right. with you Steve were. Cooley, and, and yes. I learned all about this. Uh, yeah, I had a you, crash course in all a, of this. You're a hot first. topic for you, too. You, yeah, you, you know can, a lot about it. You can get a, a ballot on, you can get it on the initiative if you have the money for the signatures, or the legislature can also put it on there for That's right. you. Under certain circumstances. Yep, under certain circumstances, right. And there's a, and again, there are mandatory referendums. So anytime, oh, good point. anytime something's going to actually modify the Constitution, there's going to be an amendment of any kind, whether it's the legislature that brings it or it's people's uh, initiative, it has to be voted on by the people. And that's actually true in every state. I think I'm pretty sure in every state there's some form of like ratification of constitutional yeah. changes in the state. And when what Jim's alluding to, folks, is that there are some laws that are so important that they're part of our DNA. And they usually have the C word in front of them, constitution. Yeah, constitution. And they talk about things that have to affect our basic procedural uh, citizenship yeah. issues that affect who we are. And they should be big things. It should be big stuff, not like the code for this particular tax. There or this you go. Per- this percentage or this guy does one thing and this guy does another thing. No, it needs to be big stuff. So the the we're going to go in no particular order, but I'm, we're going to talk about all of these. The amendment that changes the Constitution that is currently up for discussion will allow a 17-year-old to That's vote right. in the election Yep, brought if by they're the going to turn 18 that year. Brought by the legislature. So 16, 17, 18, and 19 were all proposed by the legislature and presented to the people for the vote. So basically what Jim is saying, when I talked about the the very expensive route of getting enough signatures to put it on the ballot. That's something that really any person can do if you have the money. Got the money, got the time. But the legislature can also put things on the ballot. Uh, it really takes a two, is it take a two-thirds vote? Or? I think it's two-thirds for them to put it in there, yeah. And that's for something that's really important. And the constitutional amendment that we're dealing with, it will allow, like if, if your kid is born late or something, a 17-year-old is, is, like there's always, I was one of the 17-year-olds, like I wasn't 18 when I graduated from high school. Right, me neither. Yep. And I ended up starting law school at like age 20, which was really weird because it was one year before. But Way younger than everybody else. But the uh, the idea is, is this a good thing? Is this not a good thing? We'll be talking about that. But we also have the Prop 22, which Prop is 22. the 
it's the one that everyone's that's the big one. All People seen all about. the commercials. We're not going to say any of them. This is what we're going to do, folks. We're going to go through the propositions, yes. and then we're going to ask to see if anybody can call in to find out. And Two please things. don't check Google because yeah. the winner gets a prize. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't be do honest. any internet research. You got to be honest. We want to know. <laughs> we're going to go through these, and we want to know if anyone can guess which ballot initiative has the most, most money. Most money total. The most money total spent on it. Supporters and opponents, total money spent on it in right. terms of marketing. And then the second issue is the biggest disparity. Disparity, which is go. actually more interesting to me, yeah. Like where, where the one side, either the guys yes or no, spent like so much more. And the guys who don't want it, like they're like this little guys out with that tilting at windmills. They're like barely right. fighting it, you know. Now, there's always been a lot of discussions one way or another. I am a power to the people, man. I am a guy who truly right. believes that the you average do. citizen has enough common sense to understand what's on a ballot. A lot of folks don't think and that. And I don't. Uh, yeah, a lot of people think <laughs> that, you know, that we should we do away with this. This gives too much power to point. the... Yeah. But, you know, the idea is if you really want to know what's going on with a ballot initiative, look at who's behind it, but you also have to look at who's paying for it. Got to look at that. I think they're... And that's the and, biggest... Like, if you go... Like, I'm going to I got to plug it again. You know, I love to plug my e-ballot. Go, so I've got my e-ballot going right now. Interactive sample ballot. Everybody's listening. You're going to vote in person. Go do this. Go online. Do the interactive sample ballot thing. It lets you study everything at the leisure of your own computer. Now, you go onto this thing and you look at the... It, it lists out the language, essentially. But it doesn't even say if the legislature brought it. Or it was a popular initiative. Mm-hmm. That one thing is missing. Why not have that one thing on there? Well, That's you know, misleading it's a, it's a question of how important it is. It, and, well, and tr- but also transparency. So let's look at some of these folks. We have Proposition 15. Prop 15. Which is going That's to raise funds one. for yeah. schools and local governments by requiring commercial and, and industrial properties with more than $3 million in holdings to be taxed based on the market value. It's, it's essentially a repeal of Prop 13. Now, why don't you tell everybody what Prop 13 was? Uh, Prop 13 was a thing they did back in the 70s where they said, oh, little old granny's going to get pushed out of her house because the value of home prices keeps soaring in right. California. But she can't keep up with the property tax assessments. Now, let's be really clear. In every other place in the entire United States of America, every year the tax guy comes along and he reassesses the property tax amount for your property everywhere else but not California. Right. Because after that proposition, they said it's got to be capped at 2% per year and that's it. Well, what they didn't tell anybody was it was all of the guys who owned a bunch of rental properties – these big hotshot real estate commercial tycoons that were the ones that were funding that. Right. And they got the same benefit as Granny. So if you're wondering, because Jim is really sophisticated, highly, highly intelligent. Nah. When you buy a house, one of the things that's different between renting and buying is that if the uh, sink gets clogged, you can't call someone. You have to handle it yourself. Uh, the other thing is that there's this little thing called property tax, which makes you pay more than you think you need to pay every month. Mm-hmm. And the property tax is something you can either get the lump sum wallop at the end of the year yep. or you can have it taken out of your money. But whatever it is, it costs way more than you think to own a home because... Got to pay the property tax. Yes, and that is that is but something that is... But that's how local place. government gets money to right. operate. So whether you agree or disagree with the principle of how much you're paying... I think everybody's got to say the local government's got to get money somehow. How do you pay for the firefighters? There you go. How do you pay for the police? It's got to get money somehow. And if you have a home that, uh, for example, um, is worth a million dollars more than it was 20 years ago. Sure. 
you're really a good thing, California. You're very lucky because yeah. you're paying property taxes based on what it was 20 years ago. And it's true that it's not fair. You buy a house and you buy it for maybe $100,000, and then a bunch of hotshot people move into your neighborhood. They drive the price of uh, all of the housing up, and now you have to pay more. That's kind of not fair. So I sort of well, get know. that. When I realized how much I would be paying more, see, let me tell you about being liberal <laughs> versus being right. conservative. Yeah. I have become a lot more conservative in older years. You are conservative in direct yeah, proportion on, to what on, you yeah, have wait, wait, wait. to conserve, let's at, okay? Let's look at that if quick. you have more to conserve, you will be wait, more wait, wait. conservative. You mean I'm going to have to pay that too? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure about We're that. We're going to be right back, go to the rest of these ballot initiatives. <laughs> but the idea is it really doesn't affect residential properties, so I can still be You're gonna power be fine. to the people. Yeah, in yeah your own stick house. it to the man. Stick it to the man. Yeah. Anyway. Power to the people. <laughs> We're going to get to the rest of these folks. Somehow. I don't know. Yeah, we love you. Sad over like a girlfriend breaking up. I can see you brooding that. You got that. I can see But I used to fall a lot harder in life. Yeah, yeah. I learned to fall on pillows. I used to fall on straight up granite concrete. Now you don't care. You become a hard man. I used to fall on granite. Cold hearted man, Brian Dunn. All right, folks. I'm really a teddy bear. We are going through these initiatives. We have Prop 23. Prop 23. Which is the one about kidney dialysis clinics. And it basically, it's going to have some measures that are going to increase governmental oversight. They're going to have to report uh, how many people die. There's going to have to be a doctor on present present at the the time when you're getting a dialysis. And this is not something that you think would be generating this much heat. But the reality is, how many people really have ever experienced dialysis through a loved one or through a friend? Well, that's my thing. I'm wondering, like I have actually, I've seen a family member have to go to dialysis treatments, and I'm wondering if there's anyone listening that can even tell us what's the real impact of this thing to people that get dialysis. Great like, point, brother. You know, I'm reading it and I'm saying, okay, well, they're like, there's some stuff where they say like you're supposed to have a doctor there all the time. I'm like, well, okay, I mean, this this procedure. Maybe a nurse can do it. I don't know if that You really have to makes report how many people get infections from the, infection. There was something That's about, true, you, you know, know okay, you have to do extra reporting. So, but, folks, uh, we're going to give the number. is 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to be someone with specialized knowledge. If you have any strong feelings or even weak feelings about any of these ballot measures or any of the national uh, now, issues that we're talking about, we really do want to open up the floor. Now, Prop 23 is one of those ones you mentioned before. The, what's the How much money is being spent total and what is the differential between those who support it? And those who are against but it. But we are still playing we're not a game. Use the this is, shall we play a game? Yeah, we're we're still playing a game, but we want to see if anyone can figure out how much. Because out. I was shocked when I found out. Yeah. Okay, now, Prop 17. Prop 17. If you commit a felony and if you spend some time in ah, a state sponsored facility, yes. when right. you get out, Let's as you may realize, there are certain it. opportunities that are not available, certain aren't. Life is a little harder. Should you be allowed to vote? Now, the question. Okay. Here's the thing. I got to throw the BS flag in this. Okay, I'm reading my interactive sample ballot. This is what your ballot's going to say when you go to vote on this. It's going to say, restores voting rights upon completion of prison term to persons who have been disqualified from voting. That's not true. That's really not. That's not true. That's not true. You know, there's a certain legislative body that has to, but that is a little bit misleading. That is misleading. It's parole, right? Guys who are on parole versus probation. And what's parole mean? Does it mean that you're done with your term? Well, not technically. It doesn't technically mean that. Not technically, but you're out. 
out. You know, you're, and the out. idea is if you're treated like a citizen, you will be more likely yes. not to be resentful. Now, I agree with that principle. I agree with what you just said. That makes right. sense, right? A guy gets out. Yeah, okay, maybe he's not technically done with his term, but now he's trying to live life like a normal person, and then you've denied him one of these things. Right. Get and me. I have a hard time denying anybody the right to vote, really, for too. any reason. I Just in general, if you're in, if you're mixing it up in this country, you should have a voice. But for uh, the average person that goes to the voting booth and they read that, right. they have no idea really what it's doing. And if you're watching TV, you can really get so skewed by the advertising that they're actually the op- exact opposite thing that you think <laughs> yes, you're voting right, for right. is what you're exactly voting right, for. Right, right, right. So we have uh, a now criminal wait, justice seven, one. Now, on we now have Prop a, 17 was proposed by the state legislature. Right. So we almost have to blame the state legislature for a lot. It's a constitutional uh, amendment. That's yeah, why. It's, it's a, a constitutional amendment. amendment. That's, that's right. It has, it has to come God, through the legislature. It has to go through the legislature. Yep. So we also have uh, this one, which is euphemistically titled... Let me see. Where is the criminal justice one? Oh, oh that's Prop 20. No, is that, it 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah Prop yeah, 20. Yeah, now, yeah, folks, 20, this yeah. is a – if you're someone who does what I do, you know what's happening behind Prop 20. It is going to put more people in prison yep. for longer periods of yep. time. Yep. It yep. is going to yep. fuel what is commonly referred to among lawyers as the prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm. We have we made some strides in California, yep. such as decriminalizing the concept of first-time drug And it's uh, going to uses. cost us more money. Yeah, it's going to cost us more money. Bottom line. Well, at the end of the day, warehousing people costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money. But what does the law say? It says it restricts parole for certain offenses currently considered to be nonviolent, authorizes felony sentences for certain offense currently treated only as misdemeanor. Now, that's not the actual language, and that's not totally what it's going to do because one of the things it does that I understand, and I was just trying to read this as a layperson, is that it's actually going to create a new category of crime called serial the theft. The serial crook. The serial, the serial thief. theft, yeah. The serial thief. So they're actually creating like a whole new category of crime. Now, nobody really wants to that. be stolen from. It has happened to me, no, I believe, more I, than the average human. Oh, for me, for sure. Yeah, come, yeah, you makes know, me mad. But yep. the idea is what they're now doing is... Too many people are leaving jails now. Too many yes. people are leaving prisons. Uh, we're getting into a situation where there might not be enough need for guards. There might not they have, they have to shut down maybe some of these jails, some of these private prisons. Now that's a little so they've got to get some more bodies into that's this. That's a you know? little slanted perspective. It's actually very yeah. very realistic. Thinking that people just because they're going to have less people to employ and they're not going to need as much facility and the businesses that happen to provide those people and those facilities would lose money. You know, I mean, come on, Brian, that's just so slanted of you to make well, that this involves nonviolent offenses and folks. If you really want to understand the truth, this is a true thing. I have been practicing law in a very specialized, intense practice. It has criminal law. It has police misconduct. It has civil rights and shootings, police shooting. There are the smallest percentage of people that are in our state prisons are the hardcore recidivist, recidivist yes. violent, right. rapists, murderers, the people that you know are, are bandied about in the election cycle as being truly evil Truly, that is the smallest portion. They have, there are there's a section of crimes called crimes against the person. They involve kidnapping, rape, to- totally, battery, murder. Exactly. Totally different uh, than what we're talking about here. And that is a small percentage of people. I am telling you, folks, if you really want to get people in your prison, you have to have longer sentences for nonviolent crimes. Mm-hmm. The most obvious one is drugs or anything having to deal with drugs because drugs deals with theft. Why? Because your Uncle Bruno, when he runs out of his 
fix cocaine, crack, whatever, he will steal to try to get it. And those crimes all go together, but they are considered nonviolent crimes. And in California, Prop 47, we made some strides a while back that said, we're going to treat this as an illness. We're not going to treat it as a um, crime of something wrong with you as a person. But what happened was people started leaving the jails and people started leaving the prisons. And I, I think that this is, I believe and more, this is an effort. And see, again, this is, this is to my point, brother. I mean, I know you very strongly disagree with me on this, but I do not believe in the concept of popular initiative. The idea that people should be allowed to vote on this kind of stuff or should even present it, it worse, write this stuff up. Joe Blow down the street, if he's got enough money, can write this stuff. So I'm reading State Measure 20, and it says, I'm just going to paraphrase, limit access to parole programs established for nonviolent offenders who have completed full term, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hey, that's not 20, right? That's not the one we're talking about. No, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, You're but, reading 20. Okay, but then here's fiscal impact. They get fiscal impact, increase in state, local, congressional law, et cetera, et cetera. That's what it says. It doesn't say anything about creating new categories of law. Right. It creates two new categories of law, one of which is called organized retail, retail theft, the other serial theft. Now, let me read to you what it really does. Organized retail organized theft. Organized retail theft and, and serial theft. theft. Now, let me read to you what it really does. Any person with two or more past convictions for certain theft-related crimes, in parentheses, if it's burglary, found guilty of shoplifting or petty theft, involving property worth more than $250 could be charged here. So here's what it is. So basically you got a kid, and I'm, I don't believe in carjacking, I don't believe in burglary, but you got a kid who goes shoplifting and he steals one of these Gucci shirts or whatever, 250 bucks. Number one. Steals a set of tennis shoes, 250 bucks. Number two, steals an iPad, 250 bucks or more. Number he three, is now a serial thief, He's right? now a serial thief, and guess what he gets? He gets a minimum mandatory of three years in county jail. Yep. For, for printing shoplifting? I mean, I just, man, what a way to burden our system. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't see that. Well, and, my, we, and my real point is, whether you agree with that or you disagree with that as a principle, why does it not say that on your ballot? Right. And the issue is the people that are putting the ballot together want a certain vote to happen. i got to say that, man. And they are going to word it in a certain right. way. Like if you say, okay, this is uh, for victims of violent crime, yes. everybody's going to give it the check. But if you say this is going to increase the prison population or this is designed to increase the felonies that will get you 25 to life, people are going to look at it differently. Or even worse. I mean, let's say that they actually have no agenda. They just simply don't know how to write it up. They just do a bad job every time they write it up. The point is people making these kind of decisions, I think it's a bad idea, man, but I know you disagree with me. Well, so I, I just, I think we both agree that we're, we're kind of against uh, 20 as a concept. Yeah, we're against 20 as a concept. So we have the, also the YouTube, Wait, the, 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 the Uber drivers we and the Lyft drivers. We said we were going to be neutral in this. We said we weren't going to say what we were for or against. We just did it. I don't remember saying that. I thought we said that. Ah, that two martini oh, well, lunch. Too late. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, screw it. So we're going to tell you what we think about all. So, of folks, you're hearing a lot about uh, Uber, uh, Lyft, all of the folks oh, that are yeah. doing these these drivers, uh, the yep. folks that are driver hire. Right. There's an initiative that would change. It would allow them. It, it would make it easier for them to become employees and be considered employees with employee benefits as opposed to. Uh, independent contractors. There was a Proposition mm -hmm. 5 that nobody ever knows about that yep. nobody knew what it, right. what it is, but it basically talked about this very concept. Well, it was Assembly Bill 5. So see, that's the oh, point. There you go. There now, you go. There Assembly you Bill go. 5. There you go. Representative democracy at work. There's your legislature making a rule reasonable. Yeah, they get together. The Democrats, the Republicans, they don't like each other. They fight over it. But the good news is, is they compromise. They come out with something that's probably pretty decent law, right? Then if we got to throw in Prop 22. 
Well, if you're an employee, you're in a different position than if you're an independent contractor. If you're an independent contractor, the, your boss doesn't have to provide health insurance for you. Uh, your boss doesn't have to provide workers. There's certain uh, types of insurance you don't get. There's, and you're basically getting the money that you get. That's right. Straight away. So, so if you right. make 5000 bucks a month, you're going to get the 5000 bucks, and they expect you to take out the taxes and you to handle all the Now, other on the other hand, you've got people that are saying, okay, well, all this is is it's the taxi unions who want to shut down Uber and they want to shut down Lyft and make it too hard to do because they want to get back into the game, and they're mad that they kind of sort of lost their jobs or lost their position, which, right. you know, but then some people say that's just progress. Well, it is what it is. It's a lot it easier to get an Uber is. than a taxi. I can That's tell you true. that. That's but right. we're still moving forward. We're going to take a short break in a minute. But yep. the, the other thing you have to consider when you're looking at this uh, Prop 22 is what is the impact on the employer? Right. Uh, as an attorney, I was happy when they made me an independent contractor because employer? I made a lot more money. Who is the employer? That's part exactly. of what he's even saying. Who is the employer? So we're going to think about that. And we're going to take a short break, folks. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can read us at one 800 222 1-800-222-KBC. I want an Uber driver to call. I want to hear what they've got to say We would love to hear from anyone who is an Uber or Lyft driver. driver. I'd like to hear them talk. Because that's who I want. I want what they want, you know? exactly. Exactly. At the end, it affects them. There you go. We love you, folks. Be right back. We are KBC Talk Radio AM 790, coming to you live from Culver City. You are listening to A Nation Divided, talking about some uncomfortable issues sometimes, but today we're just trying to get through this morass of propositions, ballot initiatives, referendums, initiatives, and the like. So real quick, uh, 14 more money to stem cell research. It's pretty simple. Yeah, except it's not, right? Because you had the original one, which was like, I think, was it 2016 or 2014 when they passed it? When we voted on the thing to put like $2 billion worth of stem cell research money out there, right? Yes. Like basically no substantive treatments came out of that. So now you got a situation where they're asking for five and a half billion more. Now, here's the thing that bothers me about stuff like this, putting it in front of the people. Everybody reads it and they're like, oh, yeah, well, that sounds great. And stem cell research, that could be really good for us all. It's free money. Let's do it. It's not free money. It's our money. Five billion dollars is going to be put into this thing. And here's my point. Not whether we should or shouldn't spend that money. We shouldn't be making that decision. I don't know enough to know whether $5 billion worth of money is a good thing or a bad thing for this particular stem cell research program. Point well taken. I don't know if I agree with And it with becomes it, law. But I, don't, I haven't read enough to fight with you, you know, on this one. Here's, here's one other thing people should know about. I think they should know this about ballot measures. This is the thing in the state of California. When you vote for something that's a citizen initiative, you're, make, you're essentially giving it the power of an amendment to the Constitution. It takes a ton Yeah, but the legislature has to get a two-thirds vote to get that amendment to the people, though. So it, well, has that's to be. true, but that, that's but even more so. If you're if we decided we want this, we want the stem cell thing to go, and you and I put it together, and we spend enough money on it, and people vote for it. Once it gets in, it's got the power. The only way to take it away, it, it would take the same amount of power to take it away that it takes to take away an amendment to the Constitution. Well, no, no, not necessarily. If it, if it wasn't an amendment to the Constitution, it can be repealed by another ballot initiative that is, but is ha- the opposite but, of yeah, it. Yeah, but it takes a, a larger percentage to get in there, and you have to, and it has to be a re- referendum. It's not an initiative. There you go. So when we look at some of the other things, twenty-five. Uh, now again, for a lot of people, if you're not dealing with crime and criminal justice, oh, here's a good one. This yeah. happens to be my life and yeah, my livelihood. You know about this one. You get popped. How do you get your loved one out? You got to post bail. 
They're talking about doing away with bail altogether in Prop 25. Sounds good. Hey, it's great, man. Just do away with bail. Let's think about it. Yeah. They are going to say if you have committed a nonviolent offense or if you're not uh, obviously of, not a threat to get the out public of jail safety. Free. Get out of jail free card. Here you we'll go. handle Let's your situation later. Yeah, get out of jail free. But there's the rub, folks. Oh, and this yeah. is the rub. And this is serious. Is that if you are charged with a crime that is considered a violent crime, then. And who's going to charge you? The, the very the, discretionary, very, very discretionary prosecutor. filing DA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that person. Kamala Harris was a DA, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they, and basically how they decide. They could go one way, they could go the other way, right? And it's your life. But guess what? You don't even get to bail out. No. If you're charged with no a certain bail. crime and it is determined that you yeah, are a threat it. to the public Lock safety, you don't even get to bail out. Don't even get to go home. Nope. And how do you know what you're going to get charged with? You and I get into a fight. It can be... I, yeah. Uh, misdemeanor assault. Yeah. It can Battery. be attempted yeah. murder. It can be, it can be murder, uh, sure. terrorist threats. We've had that. It can be you assault actually, with a deadly weapon. I don't want to, I don't want to, I mean, I shouldn't say this. You actually have a case. You got a guy in there. Kamala Harris was actually the DA that yeah. was on that one, right? And basically that's what it was. He didn't was give us the right to talk about that one, but still. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. But Jim is a fourth Don black belt. He nah. is one of the, no, he is. He Before COVID, he actually ran a karate studio, yeah, uh, Shotokan Karate. This is, this is not an exaggeration. If down. I get into a fight with Jim, I'm going to wind up either dead or in the emergency room. I don't room. think so. I think Brian's going to squish me. <laughs> the question yeah, really is, 30 pounds. you know, how do you get charged? So. We had a, a caller that wanted to talk about uh, Prop 20. And by the way, folks, we have relaxed the very strict standards that we normally have. We want to talk to everybody. We want to yep. hear what your thoughts are. Yep. If you have a, an opinion on anything that has anything to do with this election, Come we'd on. love to hear from you. Give it. Greg from Corona, you had something to say about Prop 20. Prop 20, go. Yeah, I was listening to what you guys uh, had to say about Prop 20. And uh, I'd like to uh, relate a personal story on my father-in-law's. All right. Um, Officer Greg, you sound like a cop. Please. Are you? Uh, no, I'm not a cop. I'm, I'm so sorry, cop. law enforcement, I thought. But anyway, Greg, please give, give us, it to us. The floor is yours. So uh, I'm. Uh, so my father-in-law works at Walmart, okay? And uh, he has seen a lot of things uh, regarding theft. And what he has seen is that people come in and... Um, He'll be organizing the shoes, and then while organizing the shoes, he'll find somebody's old pair of shoes that basically they came in there and they swapped their shoes out for a new pair. <laughs> oh, yeah. the horror. That makes, so, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that happening. This yeah. happens a lot. Okay. Yep. So what I'd like to point out is, is that when you read the tiers that I read in Proposition 20, uh, I think there needs to be more of a deterrent to these petty you know to the petty criminal to say hey look you need to be aware that even though you're stealing a pair of shoes that it could be a little more serious That's a good point you could now be a serial shoplifter well greg and here's the thing to remember is that it makes consumer goods more expensive across the board when there's theft involved the companies have to raise the price. Do they have to, Greg? Greg, Greg, do they have to? But wait a minute. Let me throw this by you, Greg. Let me throw this. One of the things that I have learned through my experiences is the concept of deterrence. See, you can can comprehend deterrence because you're an intelligent man who is a law-abiding man who is not going to commit this law. So the law would be a deterrent. The type of person 
that is going to swap out their shoes at the Walmart they don't know is not going to be deterred by a law. Five years, ten years. Yeah, yeah. It's just the folks that would commit that type of uh, theft crime, which is basically petty theft, are not the same types of folks that are really going to consider: Will this put me in prison or not? Will I get because they don't think they're going to get caught, first of all. But even if they do, it's just the way that their minds are working. They're trying to get a new pair of shoes. Their mind is functional. New pair of shoes I want will get. And most folks don't think that way. But so the from, idea of a deterrent. But then from Greg's perspective, though, then answer this question. From Greg's perspective, what do we do as a society? Clearly, Greg's line, he's lining out something that's a real thing. Walmart's got to put happen. a sensor in that box that'll keep that'll sound an alarm when it goes out. See, yeah, the, the other thing is Walmart's behind this. Walmart is Got all, they oh. have all the money in the world, and the person that sure is losing. We should, we should okay, hold on, hold on. The person that's losing, Greg, you're acting like it's your money. Hey, you're hey, acting Greg. like it's your money. Greg, it's Walmart's you, money. Greg, I got to ask you a question about Prop 20. I'm just going to ask it because we're going to ask everybody today. What do you think the numbers are pro, you know, support and oppose against it in terms of the amount of money spent? Just the differential. Prop what do you, 20. What do you, on Prop 20. What do you think on this Prop 20? For me to speculate on that, I would say. Um, well, let me ask you a different way, Greg. Would you feel different about it if it was radically skewed? Like if you had like $30 million spent opposing it and only $2 million of support in it or vice versa, would that change your opinion on it? Would not change my opinion at okay. all. Well, there you go. My opinion is consumers have to pay for that theft. Well, let me tell you well, what I, I like about it. Here's what I like about it. $5.3 million in support contributions, $6.9 million in opposed contributions. That it's sounds pretty fair same. to me. It's yeah, about the same. I like that because I read that and I say, okay, it's not like anyone's got really, really one person has some big dog. It's not like Walmart is right. spending a million, $100 million to get this through. Hey, you know what? Maybe people legitimately believe that this is a good law on principle and it might be worth looking at. Uh, there's only one more thing that I'd like to bounce off. Yeah. It's going to cost 70 to 80 grand a year to incarcerate a person. Good point. And the, how much do the shoes cost? And is that it's, it's going to be a negligible cost if you start thinking yep. about the hundreds of thousands of dollars that it would cost to incarcerate this nonviolent person and pay them to eat and pay them to live and pay them to, for all of their health care. And the other thing is, is they started out as just a guy stealing shoes at the Walmart who would swap them out. They right. turn out to be like some kind of like, I don't know, super ring star, mobster, crazy. Yeah, or they could be the next person. Thomas Edison. You never could, really you never know. know. But the point is, what, no, no, no. Taking no. a man's freedom away for That's that long you, a time you for You misunderstood a, what a I was crime. saying. I probably you take did. you take a guy who's stole some shoes a few times and you put him in prison for three years. What are you going to get in the other side? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're going to have a, a different animal, yeah. and and animal is really the wrong word. But in prisons, people don't usually get rehabilitated. It's a point that Jim is trying to make. And a lot of times, what they learn is is the the science of criminality. Skills, yeah. But Greg, uh, I could I could really talk to you forever. I want to thank you great, so much Greg. for calling and for giving calling us in your way to that look at this. That was a great perspective. Thank yeah. you so much, Greg. I still think he's a cop, but you know that's just going to be me. <laughs> I love you still man. I love you. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-KBC. Greg from Fullerton, you've been holding for a minute. Thank you for your patience, brother. Hello, Greg. Welcome to A Nation Divided. We are dying to know what you think. Okay, well, the thing no Oh, you're, 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 you're breaking up just a bit. Losing him. Hello? Losing you, Greg. You're yeah. falling. Okay, go. Okay, one more time. Yeah. The biggest problem that uh, no one ever brings up is the fact that there's a committee in Sacramento that writes all these ballot measures when they get put on. Ooh, good point. If, it, if it gets they reviewed. don't like what they, what they are seeing on the ballot, 
which happened to the tax initiative that tried to repeal. There you go. Greg, you're going to have to get to a little bit of a better place because I want to hear what you're saying, but I'm going to come back to you, okay? We'll come back to him, yes. Because we're we're not going to hang up. Greg, I really want to hear from you. We're putting you on hold only. We were were balking about the way that these words are on there. There's actually what Greg is saying. There's a committee in Sacramento whose job it is to make sure that those words are on there in a certain way. Matter of fact, even the way you have to bring it forward. I mean, the first thing is you don't just get to put something on. It has to go to the attorney general and it has to they have to take a look at it. And so there's a bunch of steps that have to you do have to jump through some hoops for sure. Right. Uh, Rick from Lake Balboa. Um, I wanted to talk to you. You've been holding for a minute. Thank you so much. Welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. We're dying to know what you think. Give us some oh. news. Okay, guys. Well, here's something I actually wanted to call in as a, as a subject. Maybe you'll take it up next week. I don't know. I'd love to hear um, this is more about the general election. Yeah. Why people support their particular candidate and will, of course, choose president. In other words, tell me why you support Joe Biden wow. without denigrating President Trump. Without and denigrating. Both ways. Yeah. Both ways. Right. Tell me why you support President Trump without denigrating Joe Biden. All right, Rick, do me a favor. The other, the other person you have to That's a hell of an idea. Well, the, the, you know what, Rick? Hold on. Hold on. And their yeah, act. let him go. Yeah, Rick, you know what you're getting to is actually a something. hell of a point. Brian and I were actually talking about this, and we were going to maybe ask this towards the end of the show anyway, so keep listening because okay. Brian and I were talking about this idea of like, okay, we, we have a lot of people showing up right now to vote early. It looks like this could be the biggest turnout since 1908. It's what all the news stations are reporting. Why? But but what Rick is also saying is there's yeah, so much negative. There's so much negativity. Yeah. This is an anti this voter, an anti. Right. Talk about some good things about what it is you like about this like person. It. We'll listen to it with an open mind. Rick, you I should like be it. a producer of talk radio. Come on. <laughs> you are the man. Out. Don't go anywhere. We're going to do that shit next week. Oh, uh, do that next week. Whoa, We're doing that next week. Do We're that. doing it. We're going to do it. We love you all, really. <laughs> you can't yeah, believe it. Believe it. This show is furnished by the the Cochrane Firm. Welcome back, folks. Coming to you in our second hour of this wonderful program. Top I am Brian Dunn. We're listening to a nation divided. One more hour of our drivel. Yeah, we're uh, propositions. closing in on the most exciting, titillating oh, yeah. election cycle ever. We are. And we are, I have learned, at KBC, the Common Sense Election Headquarters. Headquarters. That's right. That's what we are. Common, Common sense. sense and election may seem like an oxymoron. It is an oxymoron. But we are providing all of the sense... And we're being common about it. Oh, yeah. We're completely common sense about all of this. Working through these ballot initiatives. You can trust Brian and I. Sometimes we they really are what, what they appear about. to be. Sometimes your friend looks like your enemy and your enemy looks like your friend. Greg from Fullerton, I want to thank you so much for being patient with us. I yeah, hope you got that thanks connection. For, thanks for calling back, Greg. Are you, are you better? Yeah. One of the things that Greg uh, gave us before we broke was he was talking to us about how these actual yes. initiatives get written on and that there's a committee in Sacramento. You obviously know what you're talking about, brother. Let's hear from Bring you. It. Well, uh, the, the problem with that is uh, the committee is obviously not unbiased. They are. Yes. And uh, wh- whatever measure comes up, uh, for instance, uh, if it's always something to do with the green, uh, you know, environmental, uh, they will make them uh, so that, oh, this will save 
you know, women and children's lives. I mean, Good it's point. ridiculous on how they write them. Good point. The, the gas tax a couple of years ago was not written in in a way that was actually telling people what they were going to vote on. Mm-hmm. Right. They and, scared them by saying, well, now your roads will get, you know, worse. They won't get repaired, which is nothing. You know, they were the, only they were only re, uh, only repealing one portion of the latest new tax. Right. Good one point. of the things I found interesting, too, Greg, when I was studying on this, because I didn't know what the process really was to get your your initiative petition into the ballot. And one thing I found interesting was is that when the attorney general – and it's the attorney general's office that does all this. So it goes to the attorney general, and then they write up this sort of 100-word uh, title and summary, right? They, if you're the people that put it together, you don't get an opportunity to say, hey, I don't like the way you guys wrote that right. on the ballot. Now, you're writing the actual law. You're, you're writing the initiative. Uh, yeah. You're putting those words in. But the stuff that people see that are going to vote, the stuff that you actually vote on, the little piece of paper. I, yeah, I think right? they just put that blurb in the fiscal they put, impact. They, they, they do the, put the fiscal impact on there. They put the fiscal there, impact, yeah, and that's probably a legitimate number. But but the attorney – you have no way to say, hey, I don't like the way you guys said right. that. Greg, do you think that there's some flaws with the general concept of ballot measures uh, like my good friend Jim does? <laughs> or do you like think that it's still up to the people? Jim. I mean you obviously know everything that's on there. Well, do you think that, that this is a flawed part of our system, the, the concept of putting laws on the ballot that we, like we do in California? No, I have to, I have to agree with uh, you know, Jim that uh, yeah, this is – the sad part is you have to get the straight uh, information, and they right. don't do that. that would now, be I'm not true. talking about yeah. the people who are for it and against it, and they, right. they can advertise anything any way they want. But when you put it on the ballot, that should be someone. Someone should be able. They used to call it plain English. Plain right. English. Yes. Plain English. Right. So yeah, you have well, your common ground. Right. You say, okay, we're against murdering cats. So we're going to put the uh, we're going to put the initiative on, which is the Public Safety Reform the Act for cats of kitty cats. And now and the people sure that actually that want to murder cats in any way. are going to call it the Freedom in Cat Interaction Law. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And yeah. you won't really know what what it Freedom really says. Freedom from prosecution of cat harm. And and folks, you really have to understand Excessive this because there's so much money being spent on this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and and let you know about some of the things we were keeping secret. Which one of these initiatives has the most money behind it, Jim? Oh, well, should I tell him? The the wait, let's see if Greg can guess. Wait, what actually, do you think, Greg, Greg? Let's let Greg guess. Greg, what's the oh, no, one? No, no, I was going to say. I'm going to say one thing. Okay, go. The advertisers against and for they can put it any way they want. Right. That's fine. It's very misleading because they don't tell the truth either. Uh, but the biggest thing is the ballot should be uh, fair and not by the attorney general's office or anybody else. It should I agree. Be by, I, agree. I hate to say this, but another committee that's impartial. Yes. Yes. Well, Greg, yes. if it were up to me, I'd put you in charge, brother. I would. Thank too, you so yeah. much for calling, uh, Jim. But wait, 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 Greg. Since you know this, can yeah. you guess which one has the most money which, behind it? Just guess, Greg. Just guess which one has the most money behind it. All right. Too long. Tell. Just tell yeah, him, Jim. I'm, tell. I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's uh, Prop 15. Ah, the tax one. You know, you're you're close, man. I that's the number two, actually. He's that's pretty good. There's Greg. a lot of money. So that's pretty good, Greg. That was number two, I actually. The, I can tell you the number one. Okay, what's the number one? Twenty three. No, I think he got it. The dialysis one. No, he didn't. That's number three, actually. That's not uh, that twenty three is number 22. three. Yeah, you got it. Twenty two. Okay, we can't. All right, we're now you might take it for granted. You, you're in an Uber. You're not in an Uber. Uber yep. Uber drivers. This Uber. There is how much money has been spent on this. <laughs> it's not just how much money. That's the other thing. It's over a hundred. It's one hundred and twenty 
million, million dollars, $120 million. Right? Well into the nine figures. Me, right? Yeah. So now here's the thing that's really interesting to me. It's like $199 million for and like 19 <laughs> million against. Okay. Gee, I wonder where all that money's coming from <laughs> supporting a proposition that will say that, hey, all the Uber and Lyft drivers can still be independent contractors. Well, if I'm an employer and I'm a very – you know, I consider myself progressive. And, you know, I'd really have them all independent contractors yeah, right, if it were up to me. You have to worry like, about certain I things. I wonder where that $199 right. Payroll, tax, came from. insurance. <laughs> Yeah, right. uh, tell them all the other right. things you have to worry insurance. about. Workers' compensation oh, insurance. Yeah, workers comp. Yeah, yeah. If it were up to me, everyone that works for me would be an independent <laughs> contractor. That's just not legal. Uh, so it didn't go far enough. They should have. That law was rotten to the core. And there was nothing. The assemb- the he's talking, about, he's talking about number five. You're talking about Assembly Bill number five. Is that what you're talking about, Greg? Thank you so much for calling. We're going to move yeah, on. We're going to move on. Uh, we're going to move Greg. on to Rick from. Uh, well, we, we speak to Rick. Yeah, we haven't done any speaking to Rick. All right, uh, folks. Maybe we um, speak to Rick. What about, uh, well, uh, yeah, I'll, we just, oh, it just dropped. So, you know yeah. what? I wanted to talk to you about a couple of other things. Yes. We will get to everyone, folks, if yeah, you're, if you're patient enough yes. to bear with us. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. Talking about state and local, uh, state local ballot initiatives. We're talking about national elections. Yes. We're talking a little bit about COVID. We started. What do you think is going to be, Jim? And if you'd like to weigh in on this, folks, you can. What is going to be the number one thing that drives people to the polls in terms of the national situation? Now, I the, love the way our caller put it, right. which is. Why for? Don't talk about the against. There's a lot of that talk, right? There's a lot of the I'm against Trump, so I'm going to vote for Biden. Right. I'm against the Democrats. So I'm and gonna last vote for year Trump. it was I'm against Hillary. I'm against Hillary. So yeah, I'm going to yeah, vote well, for Trump. Like, so okay. What about the four? What about the positive? What, what are the you know? That's I think that's missing, isn't it? Yeah. So we're going to open up the lines a little bit. Uh, we're just going to have to honor this request because there's the national election, and in California, I think it's always been a foregone conclusion as to who's going to win the presidency. I hate that, but. Mm. The action usually is Recently. on the local ballot, ballot initiative. Yeah, excellent. Recently, yes. yes. The action Recently. is in the senatorial races. There are so many things up for grabs right now. Oh, that's the biggest thing. Like people, both sides, both Democrats and Republicans, people on both sides of the aisle, it's like they've totally lost sight of the forest for the trees. Right. They are so excited and so intense about the presidential election, they're totally missing the thing in the legislature. And, you know— it's always pay attention to the money. Yeah. It's always yeah. what the is going to get the attention. In the room. There the will never object. be a more headline, headline-grabbing individual than Donald Trump. No, it's never going to happen. There yeah. will never be someone that is more interesting to and the you, average person for or against. And to be fair, that might be one of the reasons. You know, one of the things they're looking at, people that study this sort of voter turnout thing, nonpartisan organizations who genuinely believe in our democracy, they genuinely want more people to vote, and that's what they're looking for. They're jumping up and down because this thing, again, the number that I saw is that it will be the highest turnout of voter-eligible population since 1908. And I think the last election that was, was that, too. was women's suffrage. And, wow, that is amazing. But when you look at Trump, man, he is a, a dynamic. He is someone Pulling that captures out. your attention. One way or the other. I mean, Mike Pence, he's the vice president. I don't think two-thirds of the American population could even pick him Pence. out of a lineup right. no, before the to. vice presidential yeah. election yeah. that we just they're had. They're not going to show up, yeah. So what is it? What is it, folks? If you'd like to come in, if you'd like to call us and let us know some of the good things, uh, we're not going to say anything bad. Some of the good things about Trump, some of the good things about Biden, some of the things that you like that are positive without slamming the other person— 
We'd love to hear from you. But we're still looking for those prop calls. Anybody who knows any about any of those propositions, right. I would love to hear them. If you're an Uber person. driver, I'd love to hear them call. If you know yeah. something about the dialysis. Now, I have a lot of really close friends that are bail bondsmen uh, who are obviously going to have a hard time oh, making yeah. money if Prop 25 like passes. One, but what sure. people don't really realize is how this proposition seems like it's taking uh, the red tape away. It really is. But what it allows for is something that we've never had before. Uh, which is prison without bail and jail without bail if you are charged with a certain crime, and that's very discretionary. All right, we can move on. Our Eighth Amendment to the United States Constitution. Yep. What's it say? Protects us against cruel and unusual punishment. Cruel and unusual, but there's a lot more to that. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. Trial by jury. Yep. It can sometimes take three to four years to even get your case to trial. Yeah, so what do you do? And if you're locked up that whole time time because you've been charged with something, no one ever decides. There's a lot of problems with this 25. We love you all. We're going to be right back. The Common Sense Election Headquarters, KBC Talk Radio AM 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I'm Brian Dunn with my best friend, Mr. James Oates. But you know what? There must just be some misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. There must be a misunderstanding. Otherwise, we wouldn't need all these props. So I'm not misunderstood. The Eighth Amendment is not just cruel and unusual punishment. It also protects us against excessive bail. Uh, The Proposition 25 says a lot more uh, behind the scenes than what it says on paper. I, you know, uh, I actually, it, have you read, the, is there actually any movement, already people talking about that this could be unconstitutional? And that there's there's going to be a fight to block There'll it. There'll be a fight. Yeah, there's definitely going to gonna be a fight to block it. Has a lot it, of, uh, yeah. it has a lot of discretionary sure. issues within there. Right. Uh, Jay from Sherman Oaks, we were just talking to you. I wanted to know if you had finished your thought. No, Jay's new. Hey, how's it going? You guys oh, got I'm some sorry. great... Uh, Oh, forgive me, Jay. I mistook you for somewhere on, else. Jay. Welcome sorry, to man. A Nation Divided, brother. I so apologize. I mixed you up with the other guy. Talk to us, man. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Going Good. great, brother. Good. My gosh, I love I love your show, man. You guys bring up the great topics. Appreciate great, you, brother. Thank you. We Thank love you. you too. So yeah, man. I just want to make sure that uh, we're on we're on point, man. You guys seem to be trying to be even handed, having a, a left and a right commentator, but it's not always uh, it doesn't always seem even handed. Like you guys don't always bring up. Uh, you know, both sides of the story. And I always felt that uh, regardless of what side you're on, you should be able to, uh, you know, support both sides of the issue so we can come to a clear understanding of wh- where we're at in America this time. Well, you know? sometimes uh, our producers have slammed us because we have fought too hard. And uh, the re- reality is there's so much love between Jim and I, we can actually take off the gloves and get down. But I have been told not that's to not a good idea. We try not to show it on but, the air. It gets pretty vicious you sometimes. Know. <laughs> But, Jay, is there anything you think needs a little bit more discussion that you think our listeners, including you, would like to hear a little bit more of an even-handed approach towards? We can do that right now, bro. Like especially the propositions. What do, what do you think could be uh, – how could we talk about the other side that you haven't heard yet in the props we've discussed? Well, you're totally right on these propositions. They write these propositions in a, in a very underhanded way. That, uh, yeah, it, I think so. <laughs> yeah. And I really love that that point because yeah. the, the propositions are written in a way where it's almost like up is down and yes is no and yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, and that's confusing to many voters, and that's probably why the gas tax passed. You know, I don't think right. uh, my roommates all voted for it, but then when I said, hey, do you guys want to pay an extra dollar fifty in the next four years for gas? And they were like, what? Yeah, and they huh? didn't. They didn't realize that 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 was going on. But, <laughs> hey, we just had that huge uh, debate the other day with uh, with Joe Biden, and just maybe some of those issues, and we could maybe come, cover some of those issues where you know they 
they tried to corner uh, Trump with the uh, with the kids in cages, and then that came out that that, that those pictures were from 2014 with Obama. Well, Jay, I got to confess uh, something to you. I uh, have not been as plugged into these debates uh, because my cynical side has taken over. And I do not believe yeah, that, that at that this first w- debate was hard to that watch. That first debate yeah, was, was really so bad watch, yeah. Yeah, that I, right. I, we even were talking about it on the show. Will the debate change anyone's mind about any one person? I guess my thing is, is that there it's it's part of the nonstop 24 hour news cycle. CNN, Fox, all of them, all they do is talk about what happened in the debate, what happened to the debate. And you're like, I mean, the sky could fall. Right. Nuclear aircraft carriers could run aground. Right. I mean, we, we could have a serious threat to national <laughs> but, but, security and they're still talking about the debate. Not that it's not important. But very important. It is incredibly important, important. But this is not a typical world that we're in right now. And no one's talking about the propositions. I think that's the thing that like, I, you know, like for us, Jay, like one of the things that we sometimes we, we come in every week and we think to our ourselves okay what is everyone not talking about right. like what's the one thing that what is the elephant in the room not what's the elephant in the room and for us i'm like holy cow i mean look at all these propositions from some pretty substantial stuff going on and like i said even for i wanted to educate myself this started out as a thing where i just said man i don't even know what this stuff's about and in the era of trump on the national level in the era of trump he is such a lightning rod of oh, yeah. a figure that he just Sucks all of the air he out does. of the room, so to speak. He's got and that the idea is, yep. and this is Jay. I wanted to ask you this: Do you think, because you're obviously someone that watched the debates and cared about them, do you think that anyone changed from a Biden supporter to a Trump supporter, or vice versa, during that second debate? Well, it's unfortunate because I believe it's it's exactly as you as you said. Um, I think people have lost interest. Because either they're either on one side or the other side, and uh, and and because of the it's so much of a an, a nonstop you know uh, front of, of the, all these things over and over again that people ha- have burned out and lost interest, and they said that right. the uh, um, the, uh, the 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 ratings were down for these debates, and I think people have have, have but now that's not going to make them so vote any- less. I mean, so I mean, it's it may be yeah. true that they're kind of like uh, you know they're not interested in watching anymore. Maybe they've already made up their minds. And I think the polls do point to that. Right. Brian and I were talking about the fact that the sliver, the little thin sliver of undecided yeah. votes, continues to decline. It's very small. Exactly. And you're also thinking about you. You have a lot of stuff to do if you're you know working really busy attorney during the week. You know you got to get briefs out and stuff. And should I really watch this debate? And but Jay, listen, I can't thank you enough for calling. Thank you, Jay. We really Appreciate love it, hearing man. your voice, man. And just be a regular caller, man. We're going to do what we can to hammer these issues. But there are a lot of times when Jim and I really don't take the gloves off for obvious reasons. Right. I don't know if it's hey, really good radio. I really, I really, I really appreciate you guys. Can't wait to check in again after the election. I will definitely call back. Thank, thank you, you so much, Thanks, brother. Jay. Take care. Appreciate you. So we have a, a actual driver. I think uh, we got a driver. Calling Edward in. from Ed, L.A. Edward. You are Hi, with Edward. DoorDash. Now, DoorDash is yeah, kind of playing right. second you, fiddle to Uber and Lyft. You do got to admit that, right, Edward? I'm sorry. I'm messing with you. Tell us about Prop 22, well, wait, my hang brother. Wait, on, hang on. First of all, wait, he's a DoorDash driver. Explain that real quick because DoorDash, don't you have to use Uber to make DoorDash work? Isn't that how that works, Edward? No, 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 no. That's a separate, separate, totally it's separate. separate okay, got it, got all it. All right. Okay. Tell us about Prop 22, well, brother. Here's my thing. Now, I don't know all the ins and outs, you know what I mean? However... I personally need my freedom. Let me give you my scenario. This might not be true for everybody. All right. I have a day job, right? I have a day job, and uh, I can do DoorDash when I want to do it. And however long I want to do it, 
and what have you. I don't need benefits. I got benefits on my day job. I well, let me stop you right now, and I want to throw some roses at you, Edward. Congratulations, and you are part of the workforce in a way that is making people's lives better. You've Make got two jobs. Yep. You know, this is a man that is working two jobs. Yeah. So he's he's basically got his day job, and then he's he's got his his DoorDash thing. And I think what he's saying is, I don't want somebody regulating me. I want to be able to control my own too, hours. Man. I feel that because but would, you, a, would we, you not be able to do that? I'm so sorry, Jim. Oh no, I got you. no, no, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's the question right there, Edward. Do what? Tell us about it. Tell us your perspective on Prop 22. Is it well, going to prevent you? Here's the thing: if they're going to regulate the hours, I might not be able to do this because. I already have delegated hours on my day job. Yeah. I need the flexibility to make the second job fit in where I can. There you go. Like today, for example. I mean, it might sound ludicrous, but today I usually start out at about 7.30, right? But I started out today at 8.30. I got a late start, but I'll be working 12, 13 hours a day yeah. straight. That doesn't sound ludicrous at all, brother. And so the issue really is, is Edward is, is, is of the belief system that this proposition uh, would uh, not give him the freedom that well, he currently I gotta, has. Well, I got to tell you, okay, Edward, I'm going to read this right now, and I got to take your six on this, man. I, I'm backing you up on this 100%. I'm reading Assembly Bill 5 right here. So here's what happens with it. First of all, so that everyone understands, Prop 22, it's not a repeal of Assembly Bill 5, but what it is, it's a modification to make an exemption basically for people who are Uber and Lyft, for app, right. app right. driving people. So that covers Edward. Now, here's what it says, mm-hmm. Edward. There's Assembly Bill 5. It says there's a three-factor test to tell whether you're an independent contractor or not. Number one, the worker is free from the hiring company's control and direction for the performance of work. Well, that eliminates Uber and and Lyft right there. That basically says that if you're – if you are beholden to them for the way you work, which you are because you got to use the app, you're automatically not an independent contractor. So that would mess it, Edward it, up. It's right always there. based on interpretation, and there's though. Two, Lawyers can spend that one true. way or another. But, there's, but then you got two and three here. The worker is doing work that is outside the company's usual course of business. That screws Edward, too, because there's no way that he can argue that when he's driving for DoorDash that it's outside of DoorDash's normal work. And then number three, the worker is engaged in an established trade, occupation, or business, same nature as the work performed. So, Edward, you don't have to tell us what you do otherwise besides DoorDash, but can you tell us, is the thing that you do besides DoorDash anything like DoorDash? Oh, good question. No, no. All right, so bottom – yeah, go ahead. My go day ahead. job, I get jobs for people that have mental illness, oh, felonies, drug addicts. Oh, I love man, this guy. He's doing some great work. He's doing some hard, and he wants to go out and work hard. I got to admit, man, I, I'm I feeling almost, Edward But the this. one thing is he does have the, the company's side, though. I mean, if, how much true. money was spent by Uber and Lyft and okay, all these companies? Yeah, there you go. Versus, Let's uh, ask uh, Edward. Edward, just guess for us. who? What was the lar- what, what Again, what was that largest number? What was that large number in terms of the amount of money for Prop 22? I don't know if you heard us talk about it before. What was the amount of money spent just throw out a number uh i want to say maybe two three mil something uh, like no, that. a little bit more than that a little bit more than that brother man <laughs> 200 million 200 million for it oh my in support okay. and 20 million 20 million against so, so you're on the side of all that money edward i just want you to know that not that we want to change your Not opinion. Not that we want to change your opinion. I like what you're saying. I'm, I'm but it, when you really think about a, it, yeah. That, here's th- the main thing I want to stress: if this goes down in opposite in the opposite direction, this could. I mean, not only me, I'm sure. Out. That this yeah. would screw up a Edward, lot. Edward, let of me tell you something. Lives. I want I want you to to listen. Get very quiet and listen. Okay, you're going to be okay no matter what. 
I can hear it That's in your true. voice. He's gonna, he'll Whatever fall, happens yeah, he'll in November, feet. think about what you've overcome already, brother. You don't have to worry. You are going to going figure to something concern. out no matter what happens, just like, you know, a lot of folks will that think that it's doomsday. And right. thank you so much for calling. Love it, Folks, Edward. if you'd thank like you. to join the thank discussion, you, so uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. Mike from El Segundo. We got about two minutes uh, before the break, but I hey, wanted Mike. to start with you. How you been, brother? Tell us a little bit about how we should be thinking about some of these things. Okay. My God, there's so many bad initiatives on here that uh, after looking over, I'm just going to vote yes on Proposition 22 and the hardcore no on all the others. I just can't believe what's going on. You know, we got not one but two initiatives attacking Proposition 13. Right. And those are um, Proposition 15 and... Um, all right. Well, Mike, listen, I'm going to have to ask you to abbreviate it. My, my folks are telling me that I'm going to have to take a very short break. Uh so we're going to go ahead and take our little short break now. And when we come back, we're going to start with you, Mike. Folks, if you'd like to join yeah. the discussion, Stay there, Mike. We'll you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-KBC. We're basically talking about the initiatives. What we really want to know, if anyone has any inside knowledge, if anyone has Stem any... Stem cell research. Yeah. You know, any of that kind of the stuff. The ones that I know about. Rent control. We haven't even talked about rent control yet. There you go. I'd like to hear something about, about that. that. When no one else dared, we did. KABC, Los Angeles, AM 79. LA's first talk station. Talk Radio 790, KABC. Welcome back, folks. Yeah, we had to calm it down a little bit. We are KBC Talk Radio AM 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn with my best friend, Mr. James Oates, dealing with this election year. Different grooves with art. Art always does different grooves. One, yeah, kind of like easing in. You know, this is the Black Crows, folks. Take it down a notch. We're talking about all of these divisive things, and sometimes we just have to have some mellow tunes to just remind just, us of who we are and why we're for here. For Prop 15, I'd be in good shape, man. It's a difficult one. Mike, I want to put you on hold very briefly because in terms of where we are, in terms of what is going to change our lives, we have to always think about that. Yes. I think it's a dangerous thing for any person to think that they're going to any be doomed. Any one change is going to doom them, that right? Think that yeah, they're going to, to be that. doomed no. if something happens or doesn't happen That's in right. this election. You want them to know that they're going to make it one way or the other. Because and if you think about what you've overcome yes. in life already. Well, and so much of this stuff, I mean, still it's the pendulum. We do still have checks and balances, although we argue a lot, right, about yes. are we losing those checks and balances? I care about that stuff. But Tomorrow morning, we're just going to wake up. It's still going to be the United States of America. Keep on rolling, man. Yeah, we we really believe rolling. in this country. Yeah. We believe in making it work. Right. So I don't know if I can get to any, to any of my folks, but I've got a lot of people holding, and I guarantee you that sooner or later within this segment, I'm going to get to all of you. We have an Uber driver, I believe, holding yep. on line yep, let's one. Let's go to another Uber driver. Yep. Now, 
Can we get him up there? Yeah, is he coming up? Oh, I think he's on. Are you on? Actually, we don't have a name for him. Can so you hear us? Oh, he's not giving a name. Okay, yeah, anyway. Yeah, he's still, So, Mike, I wanted to get back to you then. Let's go back to Mike, yeah. Mike, what is the, hey, Mike. which one of these ballot initiatives do you think is the most The number signif- one. Pick yeah. it, Mike. The one proposition, because Mike really reads this stuff. I know he does. Thank the you. One, Thank the you. one proposition that's the most misunderstood there you that go. you'd like to tell people about, go. pick that one. Okay, um... It's hard to say, but there's some really bad ones. I say Proposition 15 is probably the most dangerous and worst one. There's a bunch of other really bad ones. Part of the problem is our attorney general gave very, he put down very deceptive, misleading ballot titles and ballot summaries that he wrote up. Well, take, to, take that, Prop 15, Mike, because I actually have a point to make on that as well. But for Prop 15, what is it about Prop 15 that you think is dangerous? That one proposition. It's going to destroy a lot of businesses in California, a lot of jobs at a time when they've already been really hard hit by the government shutdown of the economy due to the coronavirus pandemic. And it'll be the biggest property tax increase in California. All right, let me stop you briefly. Jim, can you explain to our listeners, hold on, what is Prop 15? Tell everybody one more time what it is and what it does. All right, very slowly. So Proposition 13 passed back in the 70s. It said that it was going to stop the the yearly reassessment of your property tax bill on your property was going to cap that at 2% rise per year max. No one else in the whole country does that. Everywhere else you live, every year the tax man comes around and says, how much is your property worth this year? And then he changes it. And consequently, actually, like in places like Florida, especially when we went through the 2008 thing where property prices went down, they lowered the number for a while for people, right, to give them some relief from the tax. So here's the thing, though, about Prop 15. Prop 15 says... We're going to leave it the same for people with their own houses, but we're going to make all of the commercial industry people, they have to pay, they're going to have to have their property tax reassessed every year. And what that does so is So they're going to get massive bills. Well, they're going to get they're going to get big bills, but here's the flip side. It, it may now on the on the one hand, let's let's say what what the four on this is. So the four on this is this. If you've got a bunch of different buildings on one block, right? And a guy builds a brand new building, he has to pay property tax based on the value today building that new building with 20 units in it. Yeah. If you've got a building that you've owned for 35 or 45 years, you get to keep your property tax bill that you were paying basically back 30 or 40 years ago. And then here's the loophole. The loophole was you and I can create a corporation, and as long as more than 50% of the ownership doesn't change into one time, I can bring in a new guy and you can leave. And guess what? That property stays the same. Stays within the family. It it stays in the family. It doesn't get rebought, purchased, so it doesn't get reassessed. But now here's the problem with Prop 15. People that are for it say this is going to make it more fair because commercial uh, real estate people are going to have to pay their fair share. I kind of agree with that. But here's something that nobody's reading into this thing. It also affects farmers. So like if you're a, like if you're a guy who's got a farm up in Bakersfield and it's been in your family for seven generations, you're probably, you know, you're look, these guys aren't fat cat guys. These guys aren't making millions and millions of dollars as farmers. You know, these people that are up there, they're they're working hard, making a living, but that's it. Now what's going to happen is they're going to get reassessed on property tax the way everybody else does and then here's what happens. When the big fancy hotshot people driving Teslas, working for the latest, greatest company, and they're making mega dollars in their salary, decide that they want to have a great big fancy house out there where those farms used to be, guess who gets screwed? It's the farmer. Because what will happen is is that they're going to have a demand there, and they're going to drive the price of the land up to the point where the farmer can't make a living anymore. So I got to say, Prop 15 does have... It's got some bad to it. Great point, Mike. Hold just one second. We we got our Uber and Lyft driver back on Prop 22. 
Uh, 22 guy. See if you could educate us, folks. And if you'd like to join the discussion, you're going to reach us at 1-800-222-KBC, 1-800-222-5222, talking about these ballot initiatives and what is unspoken. Talk to us about this uh, Uber and Lyft mess. we got to get to the bottom of it. Tell us what's happening, brother or sister. Hello, Hello? line one. Yeah, yeah talk to us. Lyft. Talk to us. The, uh, you know, I'm not certain what's going on with the, uh, you know, either yes or no. I think I want to do no on this because I have about 9,000 rides. Uh, so four years ago, Uber was really good. So I did the, uh, the regular X cars and pull stuff. Yeah, let me so stop you real briefly. We didn't get your yeah. name, but the idea that's behind Prop 22 is going to change the status or at least make it easier uh, for the status to be identified as an employee uh, versus an independent it's, contractor. It's gonna, Prop 22 will make it so that people don't auto, – they're not automatically called employees. They can still remain independent contractors and kind of come and go as they please. I'm very, I'm very aware of this. I'm working with my uh, CPA right now. We're not sure exactly what – I'm, what I'm concerned about is my tires, my uh, gas, my mileage. Uh, Am uh, I able to write that off? Wow, so that's a good point. We're trying to figure that out right now. Uh, if you're an employee, that's what we're trying to look at right now. Right. Where last year, two years, three years ago, uh, I'm writing off uh, 18,000 miles in uh, Legit. driving. Legit. Right. Yep. It seems like you should right. be able to write and, that and off. Legitimate. Yep. You, you can write that off. It's good. So after I'm done and said, I'm making about $8 an hour. Easier to write it off when you're an independent contractor. Yeah, but now here's the thing, though. Well, we're not sure. We're not sure yet. So I have a CPA that's been in business for a very, very long time, 40 years. Well, She's not sure. So what, so, you're basic, so what I'm kind of hearing you say, let me translate this for everyone's listening. I think what this is what I'm hearing you say. Say no if it's wrong. What I'm hearing you say is this, that because you've been an independent contractor, it seemed like it was going to work out really great because you get all this great big benefit for tax write-off. But then after you did your final numbers, it was like it ended up averaging out to like eight bucks an hour. And what you're saying is, is that if you go the other way, in other words, if you allow yourself to be called an employee, they would have to at least make, meet minimum wage. Right. And you're saying that you would end up making yeah. out better. You don't know what's going to happen yet with the sort sort of tax write-off things in employees, so that's a question mark. But is that what we're hearing you say, basically? That, that sounds pretty close. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then not, not only that, I mean, a lot of people aren't telling you this stuff, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of great drivers out there. They're, they're not just doing Uber and Lyft. you got people that are saying, hey, we like you. Hey, uh, you know, can you just wait for me? And I'll pay an extra 20, 30, 40, go. 50 bucks. I've, I've done yeah. that before. I've yeah. totally done that before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, when, yeah. We, when we I'll start say, thinking about it. I'll people taking them to San Francisco, you know, and I'll charge them like $2,000. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll take them to San Diego. I have a high-end car, so I can't do the X stuff anymore. Can you imagine taking an Uber all the way to San Francisco? That's- but anyway, uh, I just want to tell you this one thing. One of the things that you really can think about, though, is who's paying for this? Who, who puts the law on and who's paying for it? There is a yeah, vast disparity in who's paying yes versus no. That. And the reason why the companies want this to pass so much, so it's a, it, it will save the them money. It saves them money. It reduces yes. their burden pretty significantly. Yep. yep. And if it's saving them money, it's probably taking it away from conceivably right. the employees. The employee. That's true. Good point. Thank you Good so point, much Brian. for calling. I wanted to switch to Rick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, hold let me on. say one thing. Yeah. Give it, give it. Give it. I, think, I think with the insurance stuff, so... All these people that are calling in that are doing Uber, they're most likely able to get insurance somehow, which probably won't cost them very much. 
it doesn't have to go through Uber or Lyft or I don't do DoorDash, but uh, they should be able to get it elsewhere where Uber doesn't have to pay for it. But you're going to have to have 1,200 rides uh, a month to get your insurance. All right. Thank you so much for all calling. Right. Thanks, uh, man. Kind of rethinking that Uber driver thing. Changing my mind all the time. Yeah. You got to you got to think about it. Uh, I wanted to go to Rich from Costa Mesa real quick. Thank you so much for holding for a while. Rich, wanted to get yeah, to you. Hi. Hey, hey talk to us, brother. Um, well, I have two points on AB five. Get One it. is that when they repeal only part of it, it's screwing all the other people that are getting screwed already. You know, by the by the bill by the um, law. Okay, and, um, you know, give, like give us an designers and everybody else. Oh yeah, give yeah, yeah, give I, an example of that, Rich. I mean, are, are you a graphic designer well, or an independent? Well, contractor? Well, I was for many years, okay. and I was an independent contractor, a solo person in business for myself, and I paid all my taxes, got all my write-offs, did all the work for the clients, and you know, it worked out great, and I was able to have a, a pretty good living at it. But um, now, by repealing part of it, it's just unfair basically unfair to everyone you else you know i kind of it's agree not, with rich effect. i think and, what and I'm also, yeah, also ahead, the rich. other thing is that um all talking about all these points about ab5 are are moot because it's unconstitutional you know what i mean it's going to go to the supreme court eventually and they're going to rule against ab5 because it, it's against uh, everything that this country stands for wow so all right, well, anyway, we've got an attorney. Uh, thank you so much, Greg, for calling. We, oh, I'm sorry, Rich. Thank you so Rich, much for calling. I really appreciate thank you, brother. You, thank you, Rich. Wanted to uh, transition to Mike. Uh, he's an attorney. Wanted to talk about Prop yep. 22. Tell us something we don't know, brother. Hello, Mike. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Very Absolutely. Uh, the last caller, unfortunately, was incorrect because the California Supreme Court in a prior decision has also basically already determined that it is constitutional what AB5 stands for. I was for. just I was just reading right. that, Mike. Yeah, yeah go, go with it. Go, go, go. That, that's number one. Number yeah. two, this, this initiative does attempt to effectively repeal, as you can under the law, that Supreme Court decision. Here is the problem with the previous caller to the one you just had said. It's not fair. I should be able to do these things. If this thing passes... And the California legislature's desire to enforce everyone must be an employee, it's just like a minimum wage. Uber and Lyft will stop because it's completely contrary to the business platform of the operation. Wow. I always, I always love to hear people say, raise that minimum wage, raise that minimum wage. Raise it, fine. But if you really think the employer is going to eat that cost and not either delegate or automate or close, you're nuts. Well, I think it's one of the things – I think, Mike, tell me – you're a lawyer, so you, you weigh in on this because you clearly know about this. The thing that kind of concerns me about my reading of, of AB5 is that if you are a guy who's an existing independent contractor and that's that one type of job that you always do, you're the graphic designer, you're always a graphic designer, you don't have any other alternative occupation – Basically, I'm reading them to say that you're going to get automatically classified as an, an employee no matter what you do as long as you're always doing graphic design work. Did I read that right? You read that 100 percent Yeah, correct. that's kind of scary. That that's new stuff, is, man. And it, it, it takes away a lot of the discretion of the yeah, employer. Yeah, that's, totally. that's new oh, stuff, man. The underlying foundation, you said it. I couldn't have said it better. Uh, the underlying foundation of this is once again – our legislature determining what they believe is best for everybody. Wow. And anytime they do that, in my 34 years of practicing law in this state, all it does is create more litigation. Thank you so I much for calling. Our 
voters to vote yes on that proposition. Big yes vote for being very well articulated by Mike. Thank you so much for calling, Mike. We're going to get to you back from El Segundo. We're going to take a short break, folks. With some black crows going out. Trying to keep it mellow. Yeah, we're going to be right back. Uh, we're going to move it into the final hour, final segment. Final hour? Final segment. People are going, oh, my God, not another hour with those <laughs> guys, please. No, but we're, we're, you're never going to believe what we're going to throw at you in a few minutes, folks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The dialogue started here in 1960. K-A-B-C, talk radio. And now, more than ever, the dialogue continues here. L.A.'s first talk station. Talk Radio 790. All right, folks. As we mosey on into our last segment, our hearts are filled with gratitude. We are so happy. Why are we happy? We're happy because we live in a country where our voice matters. You got it. We're happy that we can have this kind of spirited discussion about the issues. We're happy that we're not robots. And no one stops us. We may be insane. Not we even may KBC be struck with COVID. Right. Yeah, we may be all kinds of problems, but at least we're free. At least we'd like to think we're free, but we know we can vote. And we know that our votes matter. Yes, Certain things are going to be decided that are really going to change the trajectory of a lot of things. But Rock our, the vote. Rock the vote. As our older callers call, and I love when they call, and they say it swings back one way, and then it swings another way, That's and right. then it swings back the one way, and then it swings back. The thing that really does bother me on a personal level, though, Jim, is people that have this defeatist attitude like, oh, my God, if this happens, this, I'm going to be dead. Yeah, everything will be over. If whole this happens, life is going to end as yeah. we know it. Oh, my God, this it's is going to be the worst. It's going to be the end of a democracy. Yeah, it's right. going to be the end of, of, you know, my whatever. It's not, folks. Yeah. You're going to survive. We're going to survive as a nation. One way or the other, we're going to make it. We're talking about all of these laws. All right, Mike from El Segundo, I wanted to get back to you. Going to need you to wrap it up, baby. Final thoughts. Hey, Mike. Final thoughts, Mike. Okay, final thoughts. That um, Proposition 15, when the businesses have to pay much higher taxes under that, then they're going to pass it on to customers. So the price in stores will go way up. Like I said, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. A lot of businesses will be gone. And the worst part of Proposition 15 is it's the first part of a two-part divide-and-conquer attack where they'll come back with a new ballot measure to repeal Proposition 13 for the homeowners, and the businesses will not spend any money to campaign against All right, it. Mike. I've got it. I've, my producers are telling me to yeah, move on. Thank you so much, it, Mike. Is a big no. Mike. Mike is a big no on 15. No Thank you for calling, brother. It's always good to hear your voice. But what about Prop 21? Well, we have all these no other things. No Isn't, that's no the rent talk- control one, right? Yeah, right. So, I mean, we haven't even had, we haven't even hit it yet, and no one's called in yet. I'd love if someone has an opinion on the rent control initiative, which, uh, the way I understand it, it's going to be an, it's almost additive. It's an add-on, right? So you had this uh, assembly bill, and I can't remember the number right now, passed last year. Gavin Newsom signed it into law. It started in January. That's capped. It was supposed to be like this statewide 5% thing, right? So basically it was supposed to say, and I'm not sure where it's at right now in terms of the legislature, but how it goes to the Supreme Court, uh, the California Supreme Court, 5% cap on rent control, but you could at least have a 5% rent control thing or initiative now prop 21 what it does is it goes back to the local governments and says hey you can have you can do better than that if you want 
each local government, each county, each city can decide. And it, it's what it's doing. I think it's basically repealing. It's replacing a previous ballot measure that was passed back in like 1995. Yeah, and people aren't really talking about COVID and the impact that that has had on renters' lives. Just the concept of having a home. Yeah. And especially if you're in well, California where it's incredibly, here's, there are few homes. Here's my question. Know? Here's my question. How does it not? How does it make sense to allow the property owners to only pay a two percent increase on their property tax every year, but to allow them to raise the rent five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent? How does that make sense? My, my point is this: you got to be equitable about the thing. If you do it on the one side of the books, you got to do it on the other side of the books. And the people it, that I have talked to that are against taking away Prop Thirteen, they're against anything that takes that away. They want it both ways. They want to make sure that they can charge whatever they want to charge. Oh, but when you talk about charging me property tax, I don't want to have to pay anymore. It's going to be the end of my business and the end of our economy as we know it. And somehow miraculously in Arizona, Texas, Florida, Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, I mean, right, I mean, let's start naming off Maine, Nebraska. You know what? Somehow miraculously they're doing it and it works fine for them. About a year and a half ago, we did a show on the housing crisis in California. And we have some very unique problems in California that don't exist anywhere in the nation. And one of the problems is we have a distinct housing shortage. We have a distinct problem where if you aren't rich, getting a place to live anywhere is a lot harder than it should be. Yeah. And And things things are moving in the direction of... Brother, you got to wonder if even this thing with the proposition, right? So Prop 13, well, what's it going to do? Well, one of the arguments that's been made about Prop 13 is it incentivizes no new construction. You've already got some stuff. You're making good money on it. Keep that property tax down. No new construction. New construction means new property taxes, right? right? So you don't tear down and rebuild, which means you don't have as much housing theoretically, right? So that's one of the problems. And another thing is, is that if people have got their house... They're not incentivized to move anywhere else because if you're already locked into a sweet little part of town, why move and change your property tax base? Right. Some we didn't talk about, uh, the concept of affirmative action. We had a major sea change about 24 years ago where Prop 209 passed and it basically eliminated the concept of any kind of of race-based decision-making in college admissions it eliminated any kind of government governmental preferal, preferential treatment based on race, had an impact on the college campuses. That is up for discussion, and it's actually in the form of Proposition 16, I think and, it is. And it'll be bringing it back. Basically, it repeals Prop 209, the right. way I understand it, right? That's a repeal. And, and it's, a, it's a proposition that is going to undo a proposition, basically. It, it undoes a proposition, and what it says, it basically says bring back affirmative action. Yeah. Or, or allow it. It says allow it to be part of the calculus when the college, state colleges are making a decision about entrance exams and stuff like that. Right, and you haven't heard a lot about it. It's just kind of and that's, skated through, and that's yeah. by design. And that's a big thing. Because I think people are expecting everyone to pay attention to the major thing, the right. presidential election, right. and this is just going to kind of be down ballot. Sometimes the these guys object. are so pay attention yeah, to the money. <laughs> these guys are so good. Sometimes they actually plan on not advertising something yeah, right. that they want to get done. That's interesting about that. You know, okay, take Prop 16. Now it's only had $21 million spent on it total, right? A million dollars in change opposition, $20 million in support. So it's peanuts compared to what's been spent on some of this other stuff. Absolutely. Floyd, I wanted to get to you. Yeah, Floyd. Thank you Prop so 22. much for calling in, brother. Welcome to A Nation Divided. Set us straight on Prop 22. Tell us what's happening, my man. 
Okay. Uh, employees are no longer allowed miscellaneous deductions to take off against their W-2 income. Okay. Therefore, all your expenses for driving are, guess what? Their history. They're gone if you become an employee. Okay. Yeah. Yep. There you yeah. go. Okay. okay and, so he just cleared yeah, that up for us. Thank you so much, Floyd. Yeah, the, okay. All right. Bye. Wanted, wanted to thank you, Floyd. Thanks, Floyd. Yeah, glad he called in. So we wanted to just make sure that we touched on all of them, and we've talked about some of the major ones. Obviously, the big boys where all the money is, is Prop 22 is probably the heavyweight. You Prop have the, 23 is the right The dialysis one, which yeah, is, it seems like it wouldn't be that big, but there are hundreds of millions of dollars behind a, that one. Yeah, it's like a $115 million total. and then But the other one, again, was that Prop 15. But what's interesting about Prop 15, this is the thing that really interests me on Prop 15, $63 million spent for 60 million opposed it's pretty evenly split yeah so it's not like there's one... that's very important yeah i kind of anytime i see that i go oh okay let me take a look at that again you know because yeah. at least now i know there's not some one great big special interest driving the thing through you know well the one thing when you talk about special interest is prop prop 23 you would think that would affect a small segment of the population the people that are on yes, dialysis right but it is a lot of heat coming behind that wall. A lot of heat, a lot of commercials, and the commercials have been running for a long time. But I think part of that also, too, and they is say, because go the, ahead, the, previous, go ahead. the previous proposition that was there for, I mean, that and that was defeated, actually. So I can't remember what that was in the last cycle, or I think it was maybe two cycles ago. It was a very similar law. But they'll have a patient on dialysis, and you really feel sorry for the guy immediately, and he says... Vote for Proposition 23. And yes. then right after that, they'll have a patient on dialysis, and you really feel sorry for him. They'll say, <laughs> please against, vote against Proposition 23. Yeah, right. And they're, you know, the idea is, what is this really going to do? What is it going to do? No and one And how knows. is it really going to affect folks? I mean, folks? you read it, and you're kind of like, I mean, come on. I mean, okay, again, they're going to make a doctor be there. That was the thing that really stuck out to me. The doctor always has to be there. I'm Very not expensive. Sure that, yeah, it's expensive. Doesn't not sound like sure. a bad thing in principle. Doesn't sound bad in principle, but then it doesn't really sound necessary in practice, so I'm not sure. Yeah. So, folks, uh, we're going to be moving forward uh, Probably not going to be taking any more calls at this point. We only have a few more uh, minutes left. Is there anything that we didn't touch on? Oh, we, we started I, the hour talking about COVID. Right. And we started talking about the just the national uh, crisis that we have now. Uh, one of the statistics that is just unmistakable and undeniable is, is the United States and Americans. We make up 4% of the world's population, a whopping 20% of the world's fatal death cases are on American shores. 4% of the population, 20% of the deaths, that's something that is kind of, you know, right. it's not up for too much discussion in terms of just those numbers. Got to say to people, get out there and vote, man. I mean, I know this COVID thing has been crazy. I heard some uh, an old lady in New York, I think they were interviewing her on the news, maybe you saw this too, B, where they asked her, you know, you went out and voted and you, you braved the COVID thing and you wore your mask and, you know, why'd you do this? And she said, because it, it gives me my right to gripe. There you go. Any, anyone who gripes and doesn't go. actually go out and vote, they lose their right to gripe. So tell us, tell our listeners what you found out, brother, about exactly how many people are have already voted. Well, and, and this has been big news, so everyone's kind of seeing it. It's being thrown around. They're saying that it's about 58 million is what they're estimating have already sent in their vote, their their mail-in vote. And there's a lot of states opened up early voting. And a matter of fact, there were some states that were open before we were in California, I think. There were some, there were places that were open like last week. And we just opened up, I think, this morning, if I'm not mistaken. People the are basically 
going through whatever 62, they have to go they're, through they're, to vote. They're estimating more than 62% of the eligible voting population is going to vote this time around. That's a huge, huge yeah. number. I don't know if it ever even goes yeah. above 50 normally. Yeah, it's it, it hovers in the 50s to low 60s. It does. It hovers in the 50s to full. And I had some numbers out before, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is that we know that people are really wanting to vote this time around. But yeah, uh, here's a number, right? So, for instance, you go back the next, the highest number in recent history, it was pretty close. It was Obama-McCain. That was six. They were calling it sixty-one point six five percent voter. But then when you go back to like say the Jimmy Carter days, it's like in the in the fifties, fifty-four percent, fifty-five percent, fifty-one percent. Yeah, it's usually right around there. Yeah. So you know what is the polling? What is it not? We don't know for sure, but we do know that it's going to be groundbreaking. Uh, it's going to be something that we've never seen before. I got to plug my interactive sample ballot again. I got to do my e-vote thing again. You know, I love to do this. Let them have it, brother. Okay, if you're not, if you haven't voted yet and you're going to go vote in person and you're decided for sure that that's what you're going to do, please, 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 in L.A. County, go online, go to the web, type in interactive sample ballot. It takes 30 seconds for them to find you. It's not online. No one's going to find out what you're doing. It can't be hacked. All it is is you picking, making your choices now in an informed way and printing out a QR code and going to the ballot. Finally, our our endorsements, no on 25, no on 20. The criminal justice one. <laughs> and, uh, folks, we want to thank you so much for Maybe participating. This is a wonderful show. As we always say, even if we disagree with you on a nation divided, we, we love, love you, you all. all. And we're and the we'll headquarters continue to love you. Yeah, actually, election. that's that's right. We're the common sense common headquarters. Sense headquarters. That's us. Not common, not even sensical, but we're still here, brother. We love you. See you next week.